Good afternoon. I think it's afternoon now. Uh, had a good, uh, we had a good first week of practice. Uh, very good, very successful week. Um, this team has, 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 has grown uh, you know, so much. And uh, I would say this is the preparation for you know, the, the season. You know, it all started way, way back in January through spring practice to the summer work. And the summer work that they invested uh, as a team together was, was very, I would say, impactful. Uh, they did some really, really good things that has put us in a position right now to, to be, uh, I think, a very, very competitive team, particularly in our conference schedule and in our conference. Um, there's, there's more depth. Everything that, that's, that we're doing right now is, is, is starting to show. You know, I've been really excited and, and really, wow, just impressed with our freshmen. Uh, we have a really good freshman class that came in here in this 22 class, and there's a number of those guys that are, are making, you know, making very, very strong impressions on this football team. Uh, and I like how the leadership of this team has embraced that, and, uh, and our culture is getting stronger about taking care of one another and bringing guys along. Um, and even though they're in competitive rooms, you know, they're trying to get, get climb the depth charts and doing things like that, but they're still helping out the younger players. It's interesting how this team has grown together, you know, over, this, over the time, the last several months, to be what they are right now. And I'm very impressed with it. I think we, uh, we have a chance to be an outstanding football team. I'm really proud of that, of the, of the work they put in. The coaching staff has done a really good job with uh, meeting the expectations of what our players uh, uh, expect themselves to be. So. There's a lot of really positive things that we're doing in practice. And I know it's early. It's only one week of camp. There's five practices in. You know, there's 20 to go before the first game. So it's a, we've still got a ways to go. But I'm, I'm, I'm very encouraged that we're going to continue to get stronger and better each week just because of the attitude and commitment that these players have exuded about themselves. So very proud of this team. I'm, I'm happy about the first week. And we're looking forward to pads on Monday, and we're real, real ball, you know, starts. You know, we're kind of doing some good things right now, but really when the pads come on completely, that's when you'll know really what you're all about. I'm going to open it up for questions. Hi, Carl. Tom Grant came in in the spring, and you've got at least a limited look at him. What have you seen of him? What do you expect of him, and what can, where, where can you fit in? We expect a lot out of Tommy Brown, and, you know, he was running uh, – with our first and second groups, you know, we weren't really doing starters and things in the in springtime, but he had a lot of significant reps. Um, he's really has done a great job of adapting to our system here, um, and he's also been a, a very positive leader. You know, in such a short period of time, um, you know, he's he's going to be back. I would say pretty quickly here. He had a doctor's uh, appointment today. You know, he had a minor procedure done. You know, right after spring. And everything, he's ahead of schedule right now. Uh, but the, the final report today got him kind of jacked because he's on schedule to be ready to go at the start of the season. So, you know, we, we anticipate that he'll be doing some things for us next week. But very encouraged with what he's done. He's a veteran player that has, uh, has some experience. And I think he's, uh, he's going to help us with our depth offensively. Carl, you mentioned that the freshmen have been impressive and also the and also the leadership of the, of the seniors. Uh, I'm curious if that leadership of the seniors bringing those guys along, is that something you had to talk to those guys about, or do you think that's inherent in that, that senior group to really bring those 
coaching along and, and recognize we need these guys and we're going to be successful. I, that's a great question, Brian, and, and I think it's both. I think it is something that I uh, stress about us taking care of each other, you know, as, as a program. And I think it's also, you know, on their part that they know that we need this depth. You know, just like a year ago when we had those freshmen that played for us a year ago and how successful they were and, and giving us great depth. And I feel the team understands that process. You know, they want to play with our, our best potential out there. And sometimes our best potential might be having a freshman behind that senior or junior. So they understand that bringing those guys along quickly is going to help to, you know, get, have us to have a, a successful season. Coach Jarrell, uh, obviously having a two-headed running back with Alex Vaughn and Deion Smith, that's going to be helpful for uh, Brendan Lewis to ensure the second year. How important is it to have those see, you know, the leadership in the backfield? It is really important to have that leadership in the backfield from an experience standpoint. You know, with you know both of those guys are kind of coming off of uh, injuries and haven't really had. Uh, a complete full season in a while, you know. I think, uh, you know, with Alex Fontenot, uh, he had a really good, I felt, 2019 season that I watched when I became the head coach here the year uh, that, you know, later on that winter. And I watched him, and he was very, very productive, very efficient. Uh, really was probably one of the bright spots offensively for us in 2019 and then he missed 20 and then he played sporadically last year but he's he's back to his 2019 form where he looks really really good confident strong running making great decisions so it's good to have that experience and, and that you know that and that confidence back with a particular with a guy like with Alex and the same thing with Dion Dion is you know he's had he has surgery on both knees you know in his career so he's completely healthy um, and, and both of those guys get along tremendously. Uh, they understand their role, you know, offensively. For, for us to be an efficient offense, both of those guys have to be uh, our one-two punch, you know, so to speak. And they're, they're, cheer, they're cheerleaders for each other um, just because they understand that role and they accepted that role. So there's no, there's no hierarchy of I got to start or anything like that. They, they just want to win, and they want to help our offense be as good as it can be. So they are a very, very significant piece for us, in particular in the rushing game. Hi, Coach. So, oh, thank you. <coughs> oh, yeah. Hi. Um, so in comparison to spring, here we are in fall camp, you're condensing a lot more football into each day. What does that coaching progression look like from day one to the end of the week, and how has this week been for you? It's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. I, I love training camp just because, you know, it's that point in, in the summer that, you know, the NFL's back and, you know, getting ready for the season. High school ball's getting back, you know, ready for their season. College is getting ready for their season. So there's, there's that, you know, I think that air in terms of, you know, football's coming. You know, it's really, it's right here. And I think everybody has great anticipation about it. What's interesting about this team, and for me, is that I, I feel like I can become, you know, just be more saturated about the football part. Uh, school's not in, so not, I don't have to work, worry about academic, you know, updates and, you know, things that deal around school at this time because school's not in. So I get to focus on football as a head coach, and that's, in a lot of ways, it, it, it makes me feel like I'm an assistant again because I can dive into just being all ball, you know, and that's... That's been my, my nature most of my career, so camp is a, is a lot of fun for me. I love it to death, and 
I know it's a necessary process about getting in football shape so you can play a 12-game season and beyond. But uh, the, the whole element of just practicing and developing a team and those, those guys gaining their identity through the process and watching how each team each year kind of grows and, and creates their own identity, it's a fun process to see. You know, it, you can't ever manipulate it yourself. It just develops on its own and they, they create their own identity. So it's fun to see that process. Coach Durrell, uh, are we going to see anything more at the quarterback position? Are we going to see a quarterback competition? Seems like the program wants more out of that position. Any comments? Are we going to see more out of the quarterback position? Yeah, last year's quarterback uh, was a trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Are we going to see a competition or a new person in there, maybe? You're going to see competition, and either you can be all of those things, all of the above. It's like answer D, all of the above, right? right. Um, that's going to play out itself. You know, that's how that works. What's what's interesting a year ago, and I even mentioned it in our Pac-12 media days. You know, the last couple of years, I've only had a couple of quarterbacks that were scholarship players <clears throat> in the program, and and now I finally have five, which is what we normally should carry. You know, each and every year. So that that in itself lends to more competition because a lot of those guys want to they want to climb up the depth chart so it's a lot different in terms of there's more competitive players and you know B. Lou uh, is, as much as he had I think he had an experienced freshman year you know in terms of being a 12 game starter um, and he, he never he got he got his butt kicked at times and he made some really good plays at times and I think Here's a guy that, that really has a, a, a tremendous growth uh, change from what he did last year to what he is now. He's, he's not the same player, you know, in a good way. I mean, he's, he's, he's used that year as a great year of experience to learn and, and to, to continue to polish his skills. So he, that, he's doing really well. J.T. Stroud, who hasn't played in over a year. So if you can imagine not playing the game competitively, that it, there's some cobwebs that to kind of get, need to get knocked off, and and he's done that, and he's he looks really good right now. So, you know, those two guys are kind of the two guys that are competing for who's going to be the guy. But it, just like I mentioned, God, it must have been about a month ago. You know, right now, you know, B. Lewis is first in the seat, and he's he's got to be unseated, right, so to speak. So that's how that's got to work, and and they both understand that. They both are really good about challenging each other and they like each other so that's a good thing and I know that that position is going to engineer our offense to be a very successful offense because of the competitive nature of the position it's going to make them better and I think the other part too they're talented players that they're, they're ready to take that next step. Hey coach back here. Uh, it's no secret that at least from an outsider's perspective expectations for the season are kind of low. Uh, predicted to finish last in the Pac-12 media poll. Do you care about stuff like that? How do you respond to it? How do you get your players to look past it to? They've done the same thing. They, they've went past it. I've went past it. You know, but we're at this point, and they understand. Colorado hasn't been relevant in a while. I mean, we, we, we speak the truth in our room, you know, even with it's just us and the team and the coaches. You know, the bottom line, we have to, you know, whatever we want, you know, you have to earn it. you got to earn respect. you got to earn wins. You know, you're gonna, you're, you have to prove that each and every week. So, and this team has accepted the challenge. You know, they accepted the challenge of what's, you know, been provided for them. And uh, they're eager to, 
to prove, you know, differently with what the prognosticators say. Sticking back here, over here. With some of the wide receivers leaving the program, how does that leave guys like Chase Penry and Ty Robinson? How can they rise up the depth chart? They're doing a tremendous job right now. You know, both of them have been nicked with a little bit of injury. Uh, Chase and, and Ty both had limited spring practice sessions, but they're both back full speed. Um, you know, RJ Snead had a minor procedure too. He's not quite, he's the same thing in a, in a similar way like Tommy Brown. He's going to start practicing right now, next week. So he'll be back ready to go. But I think with the new additions, uh, Ariel, to answer your questions, um, I feel we're, we're, we're probably better. <laughs> I hate to say that. No, I don't. I don't hate to say that. We, we are better. You know, we're better. Uh, we have the depth. I think the, the young freshmen that came in are, are really good players. And they're, they're, they're no names right now. You know, and that's a fun process to see when they're no names and they kind of create their own name on their own. That's what you're gonna. That's what's gonna unfold this fall. There'll be some guys that are like, "Who's that guy?" And wow, where did they get him? You know, it's gonna be those kind of responses when you see some of these guys play. But I feel like that position is the best it's been since I've been here right now. Carl, you talked about uh, the quarterback position. I want to ask you about the guys protecting the quarterbacks. Right? You, you finally got a full year with your roster and Coach Turley to work on them physically. What's been your assessment so far in terms of how that unit's kind of uh, developed? It's developed. Uh, it is a, a work in progress right now, Mark. It's um, we do have depth, which is good, really a good thing. Which is, that's one of those areas uh, among many that you know in the past we just didn't have enough quality depth from our first team to our second team. And I would say that's completely changed. We got first and second teamers that really are competing for starting jobs. So it tells you the quality of that competition is better. Uh, Tommy Brown, like I was mentioned, that's the reason why he's here. He's helping that offense line be better. So we're, our, our, uh, we feel we have two very strong units in our offensive line. Uh, and and they're, they're working hard. They're working hard and doing what, what's necessary for us to, to improve and have us you know, be good at our run production and, and protecting the quarterback. They've done those things pretty well. So after this first week, I feel strongly that we have, you know, we have that depth. We have uh, more pieces there than we've had in the past. Coach Trevor Woods was a guy we saw make a few plays last year as a true freshman. What have you seen out of him since the end of last season now through five preseason practices? You know, Trevor, uh, he's done really well. He's had a good spring. Um, he's, he's had even a good summer. He's a little nicked right now with a soft tissue injury, so he didn't practice the last couple of days. But when he's out there, you can tell he's very confident. You watch his movement and his command of what he makes adjustments with the, the rest of the secondary because he's the, he's the quarterback of the secondary. He's, he's very comfortable making those, those calls and, and those adjustments that are being made. So uh, it's just a matter of him getting back to health, which he'll be back probably next week, and, and just keep, keep, keep his development going. You know, He doesn't know everything yet, but he's learned quite a bit that first year as a freshman. And you'll, but he, he does have a little more swagger to him now that he's been in the system for a year. Um, kind of similar to the wide receivers room, um, the defensive secondary, a few freshmen from last year kind of got to be expected to do more this year. Um, so what do you see from guys like Nico Reed, uh, Tyron Taylor, kind of that group of sophomores? 
Yeah, that's a, that group of sophomores are our leaders. How yeah, about that? They're sophomores and they're our leaders. Um, but they're they're doing it in a very positive way, and they're doing it that you know age is is just a number. Right? You know, they don't they understand what their role is. They're they're the they're our experience coming back. And Nico's having a great camp. Kalen's having a really good camp. And Tyron, they're doing veteran things right now and just like anything you would think a young player like that that's just trying to get his feet wet as being a stuff really a first year starter this year but they're willing to help the josh wiggins and you know and the dylan dixons and all those guys that came in this summer they're really tight with helping getting those that true freshman group caught up to speed so that's, that's what I mean when I open up that statement is that I've been so impressed with this team of how close they are and how they were working together for us to be as good as we can be. It's, it's been tremendous. And those three guys particularly are part of our leaders. Your concerns are obviously immediate this season, not looking down the road. But all the, all the talk and all the speculation about Pac-12's future and CU's place in the leagues and alignments, is that distracting at all for this program at all? Not really, because um, we still our schedule's not changing for two years. <laughs> you know, whether we have more coming into our conference or whether we're leaving our you know the conference, any of those things, it doesn't really matter. Those nothing's going to be affected where we're going to see any change until 2024. So we're just trying to we're living in the moment. You know, we're living in what's going on in front of us right now. Our season. You know, getting ready for TCU, understanding the, the challenges that are set before us right now. That's where our focus, you know, really is as a program. Um, we did talk about that at the initial meeting about the conference and the realignments and things like that, which, you know, we have as coaches, we have no control over that. That's people making decisions that, you know, that doesn't deal with me. So. We're, we're trying to keep in our own wheelhouse about being a, the type of program and meeting the expectations we're trying to do this year and, and letting that kind of be the focus, right? Really, the focus for us is gaining respect, you know, being in contention, you know, being relevant. Those are those, we got plenty on our plate to be thinking about and working towards. Coach, on the defense side of the ball, you don't have the leadership of uh, Nate Lamb and Carson Wells. Those guys are on the NFL rosters right now. Who are some individuals that could step up and take over on that role? You know, making sure that they, they anchor that defense. Those guys are—that's huge. You know, obviously, they're not here anymore. Well, we have we have a lot of leaders that have. You know, what's changed over the last couple of years till now is that Nate was one of our strongest leaders and probably was our strongest leader of our football team, not just defense. And what's changed now is that two years later or a year later, we have literally probably seven or eight guys that are, are in those leadership roles on our defense. You know, that whole linebacker core, you know, Quinn Perry, who's who had to replace Nate, he's one of our, our, our positive leaders right now. Same thing with Robert Barnes. Um, Josh Chandler, you know, he's one of a newcomer. He's shown great leadership. You know, we have guys in the secondary we just talked about with the corners and, and, and our star player with, uh, with Tyron Taylor. We have a number of guys, instead of it just being one or two, now there's, they're all talking, they're all encouraging, they're all getting everybody on the same page. So that's the biggest difference that I see uh, where there there's, there's was a lot of uncertainty with how they played and they needed one guy to make, get it right, and that was Nate. I would say our football has transitioned where there's so many guys that are talking and making sure they're on the same page that 
they're all sharing that leadership responsibility. Hey coach, um, you talked about the offensive side of the offensive line. Um, you've built a lot of size and experience on the defensive side of the defensive line. How have they progressed this offseason? Are you encouraged by that group? They've had a great, great summer program, just like most of these guys, you know, this summer. Um, you know, one of the brighter spots we mentioned at the end of spring was, was Justin Jackson. You know, he's had a great offseason just entirely since January. You know, so he had a great, you know, training session that led up to a great spring, and now he's had a great summer that has shown that he's continually making those steps of progress, you know, at, as a player, you know, at that position. But that the depth at the, at the D-line and, like I talked about, the O-line, we feel like we have two really solid groups that are really – only defined by a hair, <laughs> you know, between what's the first team and what's the second team. And that makes me really happy, is that I have two defensive fronts that I feel a lot of confidence in, and they have a lot of talent, and they're passionate players that know that they can make plays. I feel like there's two solid units for us to do that, and not really bad an eye, without any drop-off. I would say that was not the case those are my first two years. You know, we had a good first group and then it's such a drop off with the second. I think right now we're as good as we've been on defense and, and we're eager to prove that, you know, as we as we work. Carl, I know you like I know you like a lot of those young guys, uh that you were talking about kind of those no name type of guys. Uh, but what is your level of concern or nervousness about how these guys are gonna react when the lights come on and they're actually playing on the game day and that's kind of the telltale sign of how good they are, right? That is a telltale sign, and, 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 but you also have indicators that lead you to believe that they're ready, you know, for those things. And, you know, I would just take, you know, for instance, today, you know, it's practice five, guys are starting to get sore. You know, first you start the camp, where there's a lot of, you know, some, you know, happy anxiety about starting camp, and there's a lot of energy and stuff going at first practice, and usually practice starts to taper off. <laughs> you know, as you go in. And usually at that third of the way or, you know, this 20% of the way of camp, you start to get some true reflection about, real. What can your, is your team ready to battle? Are they battle tested? Are they ready to put in the work? Are they ready to, you know, meet the standards and the expectations of that day? And I came out today, we had an outstanding practice. Our fifth practice, it might've been our best practice. And, and even though we had great practices prior to that, this team has shown a level of maturity about when things get, if they're getting sore, if they're getting tired, if they're, you know, they may not be feeling well, but they're still going out there pushing and doing the discipline of the game and being competitive about it. And then we have players that are kind of feeding on each other about getting them hyped and ready to go. That's the difference then that this team is ready to handle versus what it's been, you know, the last two years. So. That's how I look at it, the bigger picture, the, the question you asked. And I felt like today was a strong statement saying that this is not a team that is going gonna, is gonna to wilt under pressure. Is gonna, when things get difficult, they're going to disappear. They're going to blend into the, to black or whatever that is. I, I think this team is ready to stay, take the challenge of, of meeting every expectation that's in front of us. Same talk, you talk about guys who have to prove themselves. Uh, wondering how many parallels there are to say two years ago, other than not having a global pandemic and crisis, as far as new names, things we have to learn, people we have to get to see. And who's this falls Jared Roussard? To your point, we didn't know 
a lot of us, you know, except for Brian, didn't know who he was two years ago. Uh, but that's a great example. And then, you know, six months later, everybody did. That's, that's the fun, that's the great thing about this game. It's the same, if you look in the NFL, we, there's drafted rookies and there's always a surprise free agents. And, you know, there's, that's, that's the fun part of this game is that someone's going to emerge. You know, someone that, that comes from the depths of you don't know where he came from and then all of a sudden he emerges and you're like, wow, you know, what a, what a tremendous player. That's, that's really, really fun to deal with as a, coaching, as a coach and as a coaching staff is just seeing a lot of these guys and, and how they develop and how they're really grasping and learning the game. Sometimes that, just that element of the, the aha of, oh, I got it, creates so much confidence that everything around them just gets accelerated. You know, I'll give an example, and you know, I don't know if he's in the room, but you know, Daniel Arias, I can tell you right now, he's not the same player you guys have seen in the last few years. He's a he's a he's a hell of a football player, and we got a lot of even though he's got kind of a name because he's been playing, but Daniel's going to he's a, he's he's had a tremendous off season, and it all starts there. It all starts, in, and I and I've told those guys early on, your your season begins with your off season. You have a great off season, it does correlate to having a great season. And, and a lot of these guys bought into that, and that's why they have improved that much, is because they've had great off-seasons and they're confident that that's gonna to continue to climb and grow through the process of being better and better. So I'm, I'm excited about this team, I really am. They, they're, I'm excited about how, how far they can go, to be honest with you. Because I think this team has a lot of uniqueness that uh, no one really knows. Carl, I want to dovetail on something you, you talked about a little bit. When, when I'm out there in the practice field, I, I'm noticing a lot of energy. It's a high-energy team. A lot, a lot of guys are, are, are you know, chirping and barking at each other and giving encouragement, that kind of thing. Is, is that a byproduct of the leadership you're talking about? How, how do you as a coach, I don't think you want that energy coming from you and your staff. You want it coming from your roster. How do you help develop that? And, and are you seeing the same thing so far through the first week? I, I see the same thing you do, Mark. It's they, it's they it's. I think it's genuine energy, you know, and I think it did start initially probably with our, with the coaches, you know, you know, we had spring practice and, you know, getting used to the coaching style with the new coaches that are coming out and, you know, sometimes it's, that's challenging just, you know, understanding that process about getting to know your coach. I think the coaches have created a nice, uh, you know, they, they, they attack the day too. You know, they do everything. It's all about. They love this game. They love what they do. They love young people. They love just a just a passion about coaching and developing a football team and football players at their position. So, the the players, I believe, just kind of fed off of the energy of everyone. So the coaches kind of we had an upbeat coaching staff, and I think the players have just taken it off on their own. You know, they've kind of been led a little bit by us, but we've passed the baton to them and now they're creating their own energy. We don't, they don't need us, you know, to, to, to get them hyped about playing. They're, they're feeding off of each other. You know, they're competing every day against each other. And I think that's creating the, you know, the morale and the camaraderie and the identity of this team. Okay, we've got the players and coaches right now, but I'm gonna throw the last one out to you. No one's asked you about the special teams. You've had two pretty good special team years in the first two years there, so got some comments on that. You know, our, we have some, obviously, a returning kicker in Cole Becker. And matter of fact, he had a great kick today. I think he kicked a 55-yarder. He could have made it from 70. I mean, it was huge uh, at the end of practice today. He's off doing well. 
uh, our punters new this year and Ashton Logan. You know, we, we, he's a tremendously uh, confident player that, you know, much like Cole was a year ago, he'll, he'll, I'm sure he'll have some, some moments where he'll have some shakiness, but then after time and more experience, that you know, he'll knock that off and his true ability will show just like Cole, what's happened with Cole. But we, you know, what's fun about our, our special teams is that we, we probably emphasize it more than anybody in our conference. And, uh, you know, we have some really strong core players. You know, Anthony Lyle's one of our, uh, I think, our leaders in our, in our, in our core because he's a four-core starter for us. He's a reserve safety. He has a lot of roles on this team. Um, so it's fun to see some of those senior players take the leadership in that area, knowing that special teams is a tremendous factor about having wins too. So, so I like where we're there, you know, where we are there, uh, David, because there's so much more experience. This year three of our system of how we do special teams. And again, it's like our players are coaching our younger players again about catching them up to the technique and the skills that are needed. So this team has, has learned over time to kind of function and manage themselves. And, and that's a really, really positive thing you know, for us. All right. All right, thank you. Players are scattered on both sides of the room. Thanks, Carl. Mm -hmm. Thank you.